Welcome to Hidden Secrets to Health with Christina Cole. When you realize that each and every lifestyle choice you make generally has a direct effect on your health, wouldn't you want to influence that outcome? On this program, you'll learn how to uncover the secrets that your body tells you and learn how even small lifestyle changes can mean big rewards with your health. And now, here's your host, Christina Cole. Hi, and welcome to the Hidden Secrets to Health. I'm Christina Cole, a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and certified holistic health coach. And the reason I started this particular radio show was to share some of my journey in healing and finding opportunities that were not introduced to me in a conventional manner. I went to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and learned so much about how our bodies are uh, intertwined from our emotions to what's happening in our gut to the things we think and how they um, have a direct impact on how we perceive the world and how the world perceives us. And so I then went on to learn more about functional medicine and really the interconnectedness between how our bodies are operating and the end results. And so I went on and became a um, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. And um, that is a certification. I'm not a medical professional. Um, but what I do do is help people find healing opportunities and um, explore what's happening with their body on a holistic basis. And one of the things that um, I learned on this journey was about the central nervous system. And I was in a car accident when I was in high school and was, um, you know, taken to the hospital and had my was strapped to a board and had uh, my, you know, sandbags around my neck. And I think I was like 14 years old. And when I got to the hospital, the doctor <laughs> leaned over and I was really getting very claustrophobic, to be honest. I could not move my head at all. And they were like, okay, when we take this off, one of three things can happen. Uh, you could be fine. You could die. Or um, we could have a, an emergency situation. That's pretty um, scary information for a 14-year-old. I would say it's probably pretty scary for anyone. But um, what happened was I, they took it off. They did an x-ray. I was fine. And I was very sore. But I never did anything about that. Um, I didn't go to any type of chiropractor or rehabilitation or anything. I just remember sitting in class and I couldn't really look down at my paper because my neck hurt. And uh, I continued on for, you know, 30 years without ever having anything looked at. And so I met um, Dr. Alicia Tunis and she is an upper cervical chiropractor. And she um, convinced me just to go ahead and, and have myself looked at during an open house that I attended. And um, working with her really changed my life and how I felt. And so um, I really wanted to bring her on the show and talk about how important it is to have your um, central nervous system totally working and the differences it makes in your health and how you feel and um, just sort of the different things that are linked to this part of your body. So welcome, Alicia. 
Thank you, Christina. Thank you for the introduction. So as Christina said, my name is Dr. Alicia and I am an upper cervical chiropractor, which is a little bit, actually, I shouldn't say a little bit, it's a lot different than your traditional chiropractor. And so um, if you're not familiar with chiropractic, what chiropractic is, is it's working with the spine and the nervous system, which controls everything in the body. So it's a fairly important system. And so what chiropractors do is they find if there's any misalignments or areas in the spine where the bones aren't moving so well, and they adjust that area with their hands. And typically most people get great results. But what an upper cervical chiropractor does that's completely different is we only work with the top two bones in the spine right behind your ear. We don't adjust any other bone, any other joint in the body. And to make it even more different, we don't even always adjust our patients. And so the reason why is talking about that central nervous system, we have objective um, diagnostic technology in the office that we can use to measure the nervous system. And it will give us a graph on the computer like you see all the time for your visits. And it will tell us exactly what's going on with the patient. Do they need an adjustment that day? Are they stressed? Are they progressing through care? Are they relapsing? And so it gives us an exact image of where their health is at. And then from there, we can determine what they need instead of just kind of doing the same thing over and over again and expecting better results. Yeah, one of the things that I think is really um, fascinating, first of all, when I look at the graphs, I have absolutely no idea what you're looking at. I look at these squiggly lines and I'm like, oh, so what does that mean? (laughs) So that's always fun. But also, um, one of the things is that you always kind of like look and you ask like what's happening in my life and what have I done? And, And most of the time when I've actually needed an adjustment, it's been after I've been on a plane which I think is really interesting. I did a lot of traveling in my former life (laughs) and I was on a plane almost every other week for two years. And so uh, then this, you know, I've only done a few trips really in the last, in the last year or so, but those have been the times when I've always needed an adjustment. I just think that's really interesting for all those people out there who are doing a lot of traveling or have done a lot of traveling uh, I would certainly get yourself checked because um, it's amazing what being on an airplane will do. I, I mean, I would not, I, you know, you're always stiff you get off an airplane, but I did not think well, those would so be the much, times. There's so much that goes into it. I mean, I'm a seasoned traveler. I, I go to Las Vegas probably every single weekend. We're going um, tomorrow. We're leaving. Um I go out of the country and I think that you, so I'm seasoned flyer. You are, a lot of people are, and yes, there's the physical act of it's a ton of sitting. You're sitting in the airport waiting, you're sitting on the plane for hours, but there's also a lot of stress that taxes the system, even if you're not consciously aware of it. And so one of my good friends, she actually just learned how to fly planes and she bought a plane. And so she's been taking me flying and we literally roll up to one of the smaller airports in Sacramento and say, hey, bring out the plane. And then we get in the plane and we go. And it's amazing. That experience is so different than the airport experience because there's no TSA. There's no people in your way that if, if you travel a lot, you kind of have a low tolerance for people that have obviously never traveled before. And these things kind of add up and stress you, even if you're not acknowledging it. And when you're in a heightened state of stress, that's your sympathetic nervous system. 
it's on fire. And when the sympathetic nervous system is on fire, that's when we're more vulnerable to immune system deficiencies. We all have that one friend that it's always sick. They always have some kind of allergy, whether it's December, whether it's April. They always have a cold and you have to look at, you know, is that really a genetic thing or is maybe your immune system just not working as well as it should because you're constantly in a state of stress. And so that's why, like you and a lot of other patients, when they come back from a trip, if they're on a plane, they most likely need to get adjusted. Yeah. It's, um, the other thing that was interesting was my first visit, right, when we, we did the x-rays and then um, you showed me what was happening in my body. And so if you imagine putting your, your, your index finger and your thumb together and sitting them on top of each other, um, in a perfect situation, those would meet. But in my case, it was almost in half. And um, so that was just crazy, right? How long, how long have I been living with sort of like half, like half of my nervous system pinched? Well, and that's the frustrating part is there's really no way to pinpoint it. What we can pinpoint is, yes, you have the issue going on in your body, but who it could have happened during the birth process when you were being born. I mean, there's right. no, it could have been that car accident. You know, you could have been fine and then had that accident and you might've still been fine. Pro- probably not though. Probably <laughs> and, then, not. And, and then just as, as we go through life and then adding all of the stress and the circumstances that we go through is just being alive as human beings. And, and the only way to really know that you have something going on is if you have a health issue and it starts to slowly over time, maybe multiply or branch into other health issues, or you have that singular issue and it just gets worse and worse and worse, despite everything that you're trying. Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, going through my own health journey and having leaky gut and, and repairing that. And that went a long way for me because I had chronic allergies where I was, you know, every morning I'd wake up, I would sneeze literally 30 times and always after I put mascara on because why wouldn't I? Right. So, um, and I would, and, and my husband was just like, Oh, morning ritual, because it literally would happen every single day. And when I would go to um, my doctor, they would give me the latest allergy medicine and I remember saying, like, how long am I going to have to take allergy medicine? Like, I don't want to have to take a medication every day. I shouldn't be sneezing. The, you know, the person next to me doesn't sneeze. How, what's happening in my body that I'm sneezing all the time? And it really was related back to having a leaky gut, not having a compromised immune system. And your body will continue to tell you something's wrong in a variety of different ways. Um, Sometimes you can get palliative care where it goes away for a little while, but then it comes back and either the same thing comes back with a vengeance or you have something new that happens. Um, And that's one of the things that I explore with clients is, is finding out like, what's your history, what's going on and how's your body trying to talk to you. And a lot of times we turn off that inner voice, you know, we kind of sign our bodies over to someone else. And let them tell us what's happening uh, instead of listening to our own instincts. And um, one of the things that I really like about integrative medicine, which really does incorporate chiropractics as well, is that it's reteaching you to listen to your body. And so it's funny because as I've worked with you, I have known, like I've come in and known like, oh, today I know she's going to need to, to, to adjust me. 
that first adjustment was the craziest experience because you did the adjustment and I was like the loudest crack I've ever heard. I think you said I won, right? The loudest crack in your office um, because it was, yes, yeah, right by my ear. And, um, but afterwards I, um, one, I could I feel things happening. Your words to me were you got up and you were like, is this how I'm supposed to feel? Yeah. It was like eight pounds came off of my head and it was crazy. And I mean, I felt like an electric shock went through my entire system. I felt it in my fingertips. I felt it in my toes. I was, and like the lightness of my head was incredible. It was like, you know, I, I had really long hair and I got it cut one time pretty short. And it, you know, and it was like all this weight came off my head and that's how it felt having this adjustment. And, um, it just, it really changed how I felt in so many ways. And I didn't realize, I, I just really, I, I remember being like, there's nothing wrong with me. I feel fine. There's no reason we don't need to do this. Um, and just having a look at it and, and um, your partner from um, Dublin. Yeah. She was like, look, you're doing all the right things with your, with your body, right, with your health and stuff, but your central nervous system is jacked. You, this is not operating well at all. And I remember laying in the chair and my, my stomach gurgling and all this stuff, and I was like, wow, and connecting how opening up my spinal cord was talking to my gut. Mm-hmm. And how often uh, people don't realize the biomechanical Things happening with your body have a direct impact on what's happening with the biochemical activities that are happening in your body. So one of the things I really wanted to ask you was, how did you decide to go into being a chiropractor? And then during that process, how did you learn about upper cervical? So this is actually one of my favorite stories. So If I was not an upper cervical chiropractor, I would not be a chiropractor at all. So, and I'm like very firm on that. So I actually wanted to be an MD. And so in my undergraduate work, I was doing pre-med. And then um, about a year before I was finished with that, uh, maybe, maybe eight months to a year, I got really, really, really sick. And it was actually mono of all things. But, which sucks, I mean, I think everyone's had that at least once in their life, but I actually had a rare complication to mono where it really jacked up my lungs, essentially. So I was sick, sick beyond belief. And I actually had just moved to California, and I was um, 18 or 19 at the time. And um, my, um, I was always ahead in school, so I was really young with my pre-med stuff. So my mom, she's over in New York, she's freaking out. You need to go to the doctor. Da, 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 da. So I go and growing up, we never really did medications. And it wasn't that my mom took a stance like, Hey, we're not taking medications. We just didn't, you know, if, if we were sick, stay home from school, I'll make you some soup. I'll take care of you. We just, we just didn't turn to antibiotics, NyQuil. We just didn't do that. And so this was kind of a new thing for me. And even though I wanted to be a medical doctor, I was like, I'm not taking any medications. You know, I, I, I didn't want to. And so all of a sudden I'm on three rounds of antibiotics, a couple other things. 
I had some blood taken. There were some issues with my blood. It was like, what is going on? Like I've been fine my whole life. I've had migraines, but nothing like this. Well, just through people and relationships, I met a chiropractor. And so he was like, well, let's adjust you. Let's get you adjusted. Let's take a look at things. And within three days, I had my blood drawn again. Everything was changed. Wow. And I got better too. It was amazing just to turn around. And so I had a follow-up appointment with the MD and she was really miffed that a chiro- yeah, that a chiropractor helped me. And I couldn't shake it. I was like, why, why as a doctor, someone who wants to help people, why are you upset that I got better? Because I didn't get better through the medications you gave me that I was like, hey, take these back. I don't want them. Um, And so that made me take pause. And I thought a lot about what that chiropractor told me. And he said that chiropractic is about the nervous system. And he goes, no matter what's going on in your body, good things that you're doing to it or bad things, if your nervous system isn't working, the body isn't going to deal with it in the most optimal way. And so I'm like, man, I can't sleep. How can anyone do any kind of treatment, see any kind of doctor, do anything without knowing if their nervous system is working? Wouldn't you want to do that first? And so I'm like, nope, I'm not going to medical school. I'm going to chiropractic school. So I get to chiropractic school and tons of like-minded people. I, I, you know, I love the people that I went to school with so very much. Um, but no, everyone would talk about the nervous system. They would say, yeah, that's what chiropractic is about, but nobody was measuring it. And that bothered me because I feel like I'm an outsider to chiropractic. A lot of people who are chiropractors is because their mom was one, their dad was one, or they, they have it in the family. There's tons of chiropractors out there like that. I feel like I was an outsider. Like I had this experience. I was going to be an MD, but now I'm in this world. Well, then um, I found um, upper cervical through a couple of my classmates and then a man named Dr. Sean Dill, who is now um, who is now um, within my company. He's the head of our franchise, the specific chiropractic centers. And once I met him and learned about upper cervical, I got plugged in with that office in Dublin, the specific chiropractic centers, Dublin, and they were measuring the nervous system. They had oh this awesome piece of technology. They would measure people and they were like, yeah, we don't always adjust them because they don't always need it. And it was so different than what all of the other traditional chiropractors were doing, but it was so much better. And I thought, why would I do anything else other than this? That is awesome. We're going to go to break and pick up from this when we come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in to The Wellness Connection for the latest and most comprehensive information about health and wellness topics. From natural health and green living to regulation, political views, and legislation. Each week, hosts Peter McCarthy and Radia Gleese interview renowned experts who will answer questions and provide the keys to your better health and better life. 
Listen for The Wellness Connection live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and Noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Hidden Secrets to Health. To reach our show today, call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at christinacole.com. Now back to Hidden Secrets to Health. Welcome back to Hidden Secrets for Health. I'm your host, Christina Cole, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, and I'm here with Dr. Alicia. She's an upper cervical chiropractor. And when we left for break, we were really talking about her journey into becoming specifically an upper cervical chiropractor and how it differs from a lot of other chiropractic practices. So I'd love to hear more about your experience in the Dublin office and how that led you to opening one here in Roseville, which I'm super grateful for. And kind of, you know, how how this is impacting people's health um, on a large scale, right? Like from migraines to allergies to cancer recovery, um, so tell us more about Dublin. Well, what, well, one of the biggest things when we take care of patients and what we ask them during their initial exam process and then um, their next visit where we show them like where we showed you the x-rays and we go over all of that is, you know, what are you looking for? What do you want? Because people are so seasoned to, I have problem X, Y, Z, and I'm just going to go to someone, whether it's a medical doctor, primary care, whatever, chiropractor, and I just want that fixed. But no one ever really asks them, well, why is it important to get that fixed? Because it's never really about the pain. I mean, there are so many ways that we can minimize our pain. I mean, we can drink alcohol, like there, there's so many bad coping mechanisms out there. And granted, people do, you know, use those coping mechanisms, but The reason why they actually come to us isn't because the debilitating pain from the migraines. It's because they can't drive. They can't play with their kids. They're losing time at work. Therefore, they're not making as much money, can't pay their bills, can't travel, go on vacations. Even if they had the money, how can they enjoy the vacation? Because they're walled up in the hotel room. So that's why people come and see us. 
And a lot of the feedback we get from our patients is that, you know, no one ever asked me this. Nobody ever cared about me enough to ask how these migraines are ruining my life and, you know, made goals with me of, okay, we're going to take care of the migraines, but let's focus on what your life is going to look like without the migraines. And what do you need to do to achieve these goals or go through these steps to go on that cruise, go on that vacation or whatever it is they want to do. We see a lot of um, middle-aged women to almost retirement age women. And their big focus is, hey, my kids are grown. You know, sometimes they're still paying for college tuitions or they have grandkids. Mm -hmm. Um, They want to travel. They want to do all these things. But unfortunately, they have these health issues that get in the way. And what we notice is a lot of those women are tired of medications being the only answer for them. And I am not anti-medication. There's a time and a place and I don't judge people. There are some people that flat out just want to take a pill and it's like, that's, that's your choice. That's fine. Absolutely. No, whatever. That's not my choice. But there are those women out there that are like, I don't, I don't want to take medications. I mean, how can that be the only answer? Because they've been drugged their whole life, you know, and, and they look at people who are ha- happy and healthy and they're out there and they wonder, how can I be like that? And so that's what we do. We take care of people just like that. And by measuring the nervous system, we're able to know exactly what's going on with them. But more importantly, the exact type of treatment and um, length of time of how much treatment that they need in order to get them better where they don't have to take those medications. So what is an average length of care? Most of our patients are with us for about six months. And throughout that process, somewhere between maybe 20 to 36 visits or so throughout that time. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of factors that go into how much care a person needs. So age is a huge thing. And, and And I hate saying that to people because I feel like that's disempowering and and such a cliche, like, oh, patients your age, you know, we try not to focus on that. But sometimes that can be a factor when we're talking about your x-rays and the discs and the joints in the spine that are very deteriorated or have arthritis. That's a process that takes 30 plus years. And so we do have to have that conversation. Um, And then of course, the length of time, how long have you been struggling with this health issue? What have you been doing for it? And so based on that, and the information that we get from their nervous system scans, we have a general idea based on our experience with working with people just like them on how long that it will take. But about six months, most people are blossoming. And then there's always a, a end goal in mind. I don't want to see people forever. And Everyone always says, oh, you can't go to a chiropractor because once you go, you have to go forever. Well, maybe if you're going to the traditional chiropractors where you go in and they adjust you the same exact way they adjust all other 200 people that they saw that day, you see them for less than five minutes. Of course, you're going to have to go forever because you're not really going to change anything. You might feel great. And it's not that what I do is better, but what I do is objectify the results and I have an end game in mind. And so when we're done, they can stay on a maintenance basis if they want or they're free to go. They're done. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that that um, you say to me when I when I was sort of going through the the process um, was you would say, oh, you're, you're doing great. You're holding your adjustment. Um, and so, you know, and you also explain that when you get your top two vertebrae aligned, 
they will, it will kind of straighten out the rest all the way down. So, you know, like having my lower back adjusted isn't going to fix what's going on up above that, right? So when you fix the top two, it does. And one of the things that's really interesting, I don't think I've ever told you is I used to lay on my back and then swing my legs over and I would crack my lower back mm-hmm. all the time. And it happened a lot of times in my bar class, you know, like we're doing our stretching and then I would like lean to one side and I would be like, crack. It felt good. It was like that really, it never happens anymore. My lower back never cracks. It doesn't, I don't have, I don't, I sit a lot more than I'd like to, but I don't have that lower back um, discomfort that I just associated with sitting all the time, which I'm sure it does, but having that upper um, cervical alignment has changed it all the way down, which is really interesting. Yeah, it's the biomechanics of the body, which is controlled by the nervous system. And so the nervous system or the central nervous system to be specific is comprised of your brain and your spinal cord. And your brain is super, super obsessed with making sure that your eyes are level with the horizon. And so we can walk around, whether you're going to the grocery store or whatever, and we can see people with bad posture. They're all like crooked like this, but we never see them like this. They're always kind of turned like this because their eyes need to be level with the horizon. And so part of that um, postural change comes from those top two bones because essentially they're best friends with the nervous system, right? And so when they're happy, the nervous system is happy. And so when that area is in alignment, biomechanically, it will bring everything else back into alignment as well, maintaining that um, that level gaze on the horizon. It's it's all about the brain, you know, the brain. That's and the interesting. Mm-hmm. And that area can either allow that flow to happen, if you will, the, um, the messages and the control coming from the brain, or if there is any misalignment in that area, it can cut it off. And does it cut it off completely? No, because if it's cut off completely, Dead, right? <laughs> within a heartbeat, <laughs> but slow compression over time. And so we actually um, always use the example. We, um, when we have new patients, we offer them a class that briefly goes over what to expect throughout the next few months of care called the big idea class. And that's Mm -hmm. when they can bring their husband or, you know, their mom or someone who's been with them on their healthcare journey to understand what they're going through. And so do you remember Chris Reeve? Superman, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I always ask people, I'm like, hey, what happened to him? And they're like, he fell off a horse and broke his neck. Okay, great. Do you know how many bones he broke? No one knows the answer to that. You know, the interesting thing is Chris Reeve, you'd think that he would at least maybe broke his wrist in addition to breaking his neck. Didn't even break his wrist. He only broke one bone. And it's the very, very top vertebrae. Wow. And so that's kind of shaped like a donut, if you will, to allow the brain stem to pass through as it transitions to the spinal cord. And so in the olden days when they would hang people, the mechanism is that those top two bones or the top bone would snap. And bone is super sharp if it breaks. And so the nervous system tissue or the brain tissue is obviously very sensitive as any tissue in the body. And so the bone would would shear it, would cut it, and oh. it would die, Right. Well, in Chris Reeve's instance, his bone actually broke outward instead of inward. And so if it broke inward and actually cut that area, he would have been killed instantly. But if you've ever broken a bone, which many people have, whether it's your arm or something, the first thing that the body does is it wants to protect that area. It knows 
something's not right. And so what it will do is it will send a ton of fluid to that area. So say you broke your arm and your arm will swell up because it wants to protect it because it's very vulnerable. And that's going to happen no matter what bone in the body um, in the body breaks. And so in his case, with that bone breaking outward, all of that swelling that happened between the time it happened and before he could be airlifted to um, the hospital, it essentially put a lot of compression and crushed his brainstem. That's, wow. that's why he became quadriplegic. And so we tell people, we're like, look at this. He couldn't eat without, he had to be fed intravenously. He could not eat because he had a neck issue. He couldn't breathe without assistance right. lung because he had a neck issue. And then no one actually knows how he died. He died from a staph infection, something that millions of people get a year. And the reason why is his immune system couldn't fight it because he had a neck issue. And so this area controls everything. And so we tell people, we're like, look, you're obviously not Chris Reeve. You are not having crushing pressure on that area, but what do you think would happen if we just put a little bit? And what do you think would happen if we fast forward 20 years? That's why you're sitting in this office right now. Right. I mean, that was, that was my case, right? I mean, we don't know how long that those two were sort of pinching in the middle, but that was, you know, that was a pretty significant, um, you know, cutoff for me on that and uh, was really eye-opening because again I was like I'm fine there's nothing wrong like yeah sometimes my neck hurts everyone's neck hurts sometimes it's you know stiff from sitting or this or that Um, and so I also noticed a big difference in my gut and so I'd really like for us to explore a little bit about how getting aligned with your neck helps your um, intestinal tract Well, just like any organ or organ system in the body, there is not one part of the body, whether it's your pinky toe or your gut, super complex organ system, right? That the nervous system doesn't control, controls all of those things. And each organ, piece of tissue, everything in the body will not function properly if the nervous system cannot get its messages. And so so I'll, I'll kind of break this down Um Let's just use the stomach as an example. And so let's say that we eat food. Now, the normal process of eating food is we take in food, the food gets in the stomach, and we start the digestive process. So that normally, the stomach would secrete digestive acids and start to break down the fluid. So when you take in food, the way that the nervous system works is food's in the stomach, and the stomach cells go, hey, brain, we have food in our stomach, just to let you know, um, should we start the digestive process, secreting all these enzymes and doing all this cool stuff? And the brain looks down, he's like, yep, go for it. So then that's a normal digestive process. Well, what can happen is sometimes um, we eat food, and the stomach is like, hey, we have food, what should we do? And the brain is like over here texting, and la, la, la. <laughs> not hearing the stomach. So the stomach freaks out and they're like, oh my God, what do we do? What do we do? And so maybe they secrete too much acid or maybe they don't at all. And so we have issues of maybe throwing up after we eat, feeling really nauseous or what tons of Americans have is heartburn or acid yes. reflux, which is just too much acid in the stomach. And that's just because there was just a cutoff in the communication. And that's just a very simplified example. And obviously all of the processes and systems in the body are very complicated, especially with the gut. And the gut is especially interesting because half of your nervous system essentially lives in the gut. Right. There's a lot of hormones. There's a lot of neurotransmitters, which are um, 
biochemicals in the body that help the nervous system run, if you will. Well, 80% of your serotonin is actually housed in your gut, which that's your feel good hormone. Absolutely. And how many countless Americans are depressed and have diminished levels of serotonin? And how many of those Americans are just not eating healthy foods, maybe messing with the gut, or are they having that misalignment in the top area? And then the common solution is take an antidepressant. I was given yes. antidepressant when I was 16 years old. And, believe and it's me, younger now. I mean, I feel like because- it's... Oh, oh, a band-aid, right? It's a band-aid medication. And, and not to say that people don't have anxiety. I recently watched um, a screening of angst. And um, I wonder how much how much of that anxiety is brought on by the society in which we live. But you know, a lot of a lot of kids do. And um, rather than kind of getting to the root of, of where that anxiety is coming from, we're really um, medicating. We're really medicating. And, and I think that, that, that medication changes your personality and it kind of numbs you out. Especially with all of these kids being given these drugs as early as eight years old, they never even have a chance for their personality to shine because the minute their personality shines, there's a pediatrician out there that says, Hey, this isn't normal. We need to drug them. Or a school. ADHD medications with mm-hmm. developing complications in their adult years. And so, it's just crazy. And again, I'm not a hater of medications. Like I have seen the sickest people you can imagine. I have seen people who are suicidal because of their anxiety and depression and is a very real issue. But what's also real is that what's causing that or a huge component of that is a super intense alerted sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight or flight. And that's the fight mode. Yeah. Yeah. In constant fight mode, that's when the body diminishes its ability to be in a healing state. A Absolutely. Your DHEA production. Yep. Um, yeah. Your ability to digest your food is happening during that time frame, And um, even, you know, when people are eating every two hours, not giving their body that time to, to relax and digest. And, and that's a huge problem too. Yeah. Well, we're going to go to break in just a few seconds, and then we're going to come back and talk with Dr. Alicia some more on how much the central nervous system has an impact. Um, I'd really like to get into migraines when we come back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The largest syndicated alternative health talk program has come to the Voice America Network. The Dr. Bob Martin Show is the program that will answer your health questions and help you to heal your own body of many different ailments. Each week, you'll hear the answers that Dr. Bob gives to his callers that help them to be their own doctor most of the time. We'll also discuss developments on the health care front and what you need to do to keep your body in top form. The Dr. Bob Martin Show airs Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. 
Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You are listening to Hidden Secrets to Health. To reach our show today, call in to one 866 472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at christinacole.com. Now back to Hidden Secrets to Health. Welcome back. I'm your host, Christina Cole, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. And we are here with my special guest, Dr. Alicia. She's an upper cervical chiropractor. And we left off kind of talking about the the brain-gut association. And now we're going to talk about the brain association. So one of the treatments that um, Dr. Alicia does is with migraines. And I know so many people that struggle with migraines. And I remember growing up and my dad having the worst migraines, like um, coming home and, you know, the whole, whole bedroom getting shut down, all the lights turned off, curtains pulled. He would have like a Diet Coke and saltine crackers next to the bed. And my mom would just be like, okay, Everyone stay as far away as possible because he was in so much pain. And I've only had um, a couple of migraines before. So I'm very lucky that I've only had experienced it a couple of times. But it's so debilitating. And the pain behind your eyes is so intense. Um, And, you know, people are trying to function while having this because they don't have a choice. And um, so I'd love to hear some of, um, some of the tricks that you use to help people get beyond the migraine. Well, the, the first thing with migraines is we should start off by explaining no migraine is alike. You know, there's different kinds of migraines. And then there's also headaches, which are completely different. So a headache is similar to if you have ever gotten really drunk and then you wake up the next morning with a hangover, you just have that dull ache feeling where it sucks. It's annoying, but if you had to get through your day, you could, and then it should go away. That's a headache. 
um, not really predictable. Um, and like I said, it's just kind of the dull, but a migraine and in, in the different types are miserable and render people functionless. If you're having say a cluster migraine, which is where you have these literal clusters of debilitating pain. And a lot of them are just like you said, behind your eye, you're done. Like you cannot drive a car. You right. cannot, you cannot do anything. You cannot go to work and you're really irritable too. Like you cannot handle being around people because every single stimulus you're so sensitive, it hurts. The light hurts, the sound hurts, um, talking hurts. Um, and so that's cluster headaches. And then there's different or migraines. Um, then there's different types of migraines where people know it's coming, where they, they yeah. can, it's called an aura. They, they just can sense, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a migraine soon. And so if you're a migraine sufferer and you feel that that's coming, it's almost like you can imagine if you're standing in battle and you're ready to fight for war and like there's the opposing side and you're like okay we got to get ready and so if you're used to suffering you're like where's my excedrin where's my tylenol especially if you know you're busy you have some kind of engagement or something you have to do whatever you can to fight that headache and unfortunately when you're dealing with that if you don't medicate it you might not have you might you might be stuck with the migraine all day and so I do have a lot of sympathy for people that do take medications for migraines because I've had migraines my whole life. In fact, I can remember having them when I was three and four years old. Wow. For anyone out there listening, if you have a child that is having debilitating migraines, it is not normal. Children should not be having migraines. It is, it is not normal, especially if they continue having migraines. I remember mm-hmm. being in the backseat of the car, going places and telling my parents like, Oh my God, I'm dying. Like, and they're just like, oh, try to think about something else. And it's so like, I don't think they understood. Like, this is like a huge migraine. I mean, I barely understood as a child. And I grew up with migraines. Um, and I remember taking Advil or Tylenol. And it, and it would help. But they would always come back. And the older you get, you can't really sustain relying on those medications because mm-hmm. you'll end up like my mom who had you know issues throughout her life and she was always taking Tylenol or Advil and Which now yeah. her stomach lining she yes. she cannot take painkillers and so she actually um she just had a foot surgery not too long ago and granted her life is very different now because of me like we're all about the essential oils and all of that but she even if she wanted to take the painkillers she couldn't because her stomach lining is so thin from being worn out from all right. of um, the NSAIDs over the mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so migraines are caused. There it really is no other cause. I don't care what people say about there being triggers. I, I understand that there could be triggers, whether you didn't drink enough water that day or you had chocolate or wine. That's really no way to live your life. The reason why people have migraines is because of misalignment between the top two bones of the spine, otherwise known as C1 and C2. And when those top two bones are misaligned, a variety of changes can happen that can cause that intense spasming pain in the head. One of the things is that all of the muscles in the back of the neck, a lot of them actually attach to the head. And when we have a misalignment, we're essentially pulling the attachments and the arrangements of those muscles, which is very painful for the body. But the scary thing and what most migraines are caused from when there is that misalignment is actually a reduction of blood flow and cerebral spinal fluid. Really important fluids you want to have flowing to, to your head. And so the reason why we have blood flow and blood going throughout the system is so when we breathe in our oxygen, 
all of the oxygen molecules can transfer to the body. And that's how our tissues stay alive is with oxygen. And so when we have a reduction in blood flow in a certain area, it's going to be painful. It's going to get numb and you're going to have some symptoms. And so when it's to your head, you're going to have migraines. And then the issue is, well, hey, you're not getting that much oxygen to your brain. And so you can imagine living your life like that. That's no way to thrive. I mean, you're, you need oxygen to your brain so we can. Sure. Our brain, right? You make better decisions that way. And, the, and, the, <laughs> yeah, true, true. and then the other issue is cerebral spinal fluid, also known as CSF. And cerebral spinal fluid is a very, very important fluid in the body. And I don't know if a lot of people know about it or what that is. And so it's a fluid that actually um, surrounds all of the central nervous system tissue, such as the brain or the spinal cord, and acts as a protective barrier for those tissues. And so actually, um, there is a barrier called the blood-brain barrier Mm -hmm. in addition to, to that fluid where nothing can pass through. Glucose can pass through, which is just a sugar molecule. And then actually there's a couple essential oils that can like frankincense frankincense, really helpful for the brain, but uh, um, viruses, bacteria, they cannot. And that's why like if somebody has viral meningitis, that's why it's a huge issue because there's not much that you can do because things aren't supposed to get right. They're not supposed to cross that barrier. Right. That's the body's innate protective system for that tissue. But in order to kind of keep things moving, if you will, we have that fluid and this fluid is supposed to go like this. And when we have that misalignment in that area, it will slow that fluid. And we have MRI imaging, motion MRI imaging, Mm -hmm. where we can see the slow motion of the fluid. And then we can see after an adjustment, after we get that area realigned, establishing proper function to the nervous system, it's back to normal. And so you can imagine like that is not healthy. When we slow up any type of process, whether it's the flow of fluid or secretion of hormones or anything, if we slow or interfere with that process, the body is not going to fare well. And you are going to have symptoms, which is the body's way of saying, hey, something is going on. And in this today's day and age, when we have that system, we either ignore it or numb it or dumb it down and instead right. of addressing the cause. And so that's why I love when I get patients that have migraines because they get amazing results and it can take time. You know, they can go from having maybe three to four migraines a week to maybe one migraine a week and then maybe two a month and then maybe then one a month. It does take time for them to be not afraid every day when they wake up. Am I going to have a migraine today? Right. You know, it's interesting because um, I've also learned a lot about what's happening in your in your gut and how that is can be related to migraines as well. And I know that it kind of all ties back to um, getting the appropriate nutrients into your body and sending those messages to your brain, right? And so um, one of the things I find so fascinating and, and I'm curious as to why it's not really talked about more is all this interconnectedness, right? So we have perceived stressors. Those are... You know, our, those are our anxiety. Those are the things that are happening. Um, that we're per, that's our perception. That's our spirituality. That's our existential angst, right? And then we have the biomechanical, which is making sure that this alignment is working optimally. And then there's the biochemical, and those are all the things that are happening inside our body, and they all. All of these things are interrelated. So when you have a leaky gut, you're stressing out your adrenals, 
And so then, you know, that might lead to low thyroid. And then you'll get thyroid treatment, but you won't actually fix the, the root of what that is. And I feel like with the biomechanical, it's just as important because you might fix all these different things that are happening in your gut or with your hormones. But if your central nervous system isn't talking properly, it's, you're, you're still having a missing link. Well, um, and the problem is that, and it's not that what we're saying is wrong and that, you know, because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I don't want to get chiropractic care. I don't, you know, there's no merit to that. And da, 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 da. It's not that because what we do is very real and it really does help people just go look at the testimonials on our website. The issue is that our society is not set up to look at things in this manner. It's not set up to look at the cause. We have a lot of our healthcare companies, whether you want to um, agree with it or not, they are run by pharmaceutical companies and the insurance industry. And those two industries make the most money in our country. And when you're so that, and I love capitalism. I'm not complaining about that. But when you have a capitalistic society, whoever is making the most money is going to have the most say. And so our society is set up where you have XYZ problem or symptom, go to that specialist, take their medication, and then go to this other specialist. No one is really in sync with one another. And so thank God for pharmacists, because pharmacists can see a patient coming in, filling their prescriptions and go, oh my God, you can't take this and this and this because that'll kill you. Right. All of these specialists who aren't looking up the whole picture and granted, they're not trained to do that and they don't care to because that is not their job. You know, that's not what they're being paid to do. And again, that's just the, the control that, that healthcare has on our society. And it's, it's really terrible because it's, but it's, it's changing. It's change. It is. It is changing. People are getting sick and tired. They, they hate the long waits at Kaiser. They hate how they have to pay so much money a month for their insurance and then not get anything except right. getting sicker. People are starting to wake up. That's for sure. And millennials aren't having it. So there's one good thing about my generation. <laughs> <laughs> So for our listeners, how would they find you? How would they find more information about you and how can they follow you? So um, they can go to our website, thespecific.com, S-P-E-C-I-F-I-C.com, not Pacific, like the Pacific Ocean, but specific. <laughs> specific, like, specifically pointing at your neck. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I am one of many locations. And so if someone happens to be listening from Texas, we have two offices over there and they do the exact same thing that I do. Um, and then we have four, five offices in um, California. There's myself in Roseville. And then we have another in Elk Grove um, and then three in the Bay Area and then one in San Diego. So they can go to that website and then they can find each location and then um, go to the website specific for that location and find all of the Facebook handles, Instagram handles. Um, they can look me up on either platform, um, Alicia Sunis, T-S-O-U-N-I-S. I know it's a nightmare last name. That's very pretty. <laughs> But, but they will find it on there. That's awesome. I really appreciate your time today, Alicia. Um, it's it's. I find it to be really enlightening. I love this kind of information. I love sharing it. It's a big passion of mine to promote this to other people so that you can learn. There are more options out there. These are these these are the hidden secrets to getting true health. Yes. So thanks for joining me, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Hidden Secrets to Health. 
Please join host Christina Cole for another edition of the show next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until next week, keep an eye on your good health.